Perception, Perception is reality. Reality. Well, hello there, folks. I know you probably didn't expect to hear from me. You probably thought that Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury was just done. I was never going to bounce back from this. I was never coming back. You were never going to hear from me again, and that was just the end. We had a good run, and now it's over. No way, folks. I am so, so, so thankful to be back. I am so thankful that you are here. I am so thankful that you've clicked on the link and that you're listening to this show. Please, if I have ever said it, and everybody knows I say it each and every episode, this is an episode that I am going to need your help with. Please share this show. Share it with everyone you know. Share it with folks that you normally wouldn't share it with because I am sure, I am sure, I am certain that my listener base, that the audience out there has gotten a little shaky on me. I'm sure I have done some damage to the listener base and we're going to have to try to rebuild it because I've been gone, let's face it, I've been gone over a month, a month, month and a half. You know, for those of you that have been around a while, you know that I generally take off about two, two and a half, three weeks, generally in July. I have some family members that come up, my, my niece and nephew, my brother's children normally come up to Indiana and visit family members up here for a month, generally in the month of July. My birthday is in the month of July, and I normally take off a good two, two and a half weeks in July. That happened actually earlier this year. It happened in June, and that just so happened to bump up against a couple weird weeks at the end of May because we had the election. Everything had been going good up until May 2022. We had the election, and then we had a couple of off weeks because of how the election fell being on a Tuesday and a couple interviews that I needed to do and one show that I recorded that had some kind of audio issue. So we like did an episode in, at the first week in May, then we were off, then we had one the third week in May, then we didn't have one the fourth week. Then I was off like in June, and I released episode 187, which was, I think, the last episode in May that I did. And then I took my time off in June that I generally take off in July because I had family here. And then right when I was getting ready to come back from that time off, bam, I was hit with a kidney stone. Now, for those of you out there that have dealt with kidney stones, I'm preaching to the choir. You know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you that do not know what I'm talking about, you are blessed. I hope you continue staying blessed. I hope you never have to deal with kidney stones. Kidney stones are horrible. And for those of you out there, specifically those listening, that are women, I just want you to know, my grandfather has had kidney stones for over 50 years, like like clockwork, he has them yearly. I have a kidney stone about each and every year, sometimes it might go two years, 
uh, between stones, thank God, and I hope that I go another two years before I have another stone. But my grandfather's urologist for many, many years was female, and she had three children, and she had had a number of stones, and she famously had always told him, if someone gave me the choice between having another child and having a kidney stone, I would have another child any day of the week before I would sign up to have another kidney stone. And so that has to be saying something on the craziness, the pain level, and uh, whatnot. So everyone out there that's dealt with stones, I feel your pain, no pun intended, uh, I, I mean it, I feel your pain. Uh, I dealt with a series of stones on my left side, actually. I ended up having to get a stent. Uh, we were going to go through lithotripsy. We decided not to. Then we decided to do lithotripsy. It was kind of a crazy ordeal, so I apologize about being gone. Listen, I have some absolute political enemies Arch nemesis, arch enemies, and even my biggest, biggest rivals, my biggest political enemies, I would not wish kidney stones upon them because they are just horrible, horrible, horrible. So uh, for those of you out there that are listeners that are like, man, you've been gone, where have you been? For those of you that have dealt with kidney stones, you, you're probably aware because here's what happened. It wasn't just the stones. I had stones which I actually had to deal with for almost like two and a half weeks. But then the kidney stones then turned into kidney infection, and I had to deal with that, and that all set me on my butt for a while. So I'm on the mend. Everything's good. I'm coming back and feeling good. I feel like I'm excited to be back behind the microphone. It really just took it out of me. I, I didn't feel like I could sit down in a chair. I, I couldn't concentrate. The pain is just excruciating, and it, it, it takes it out of you. It, it really just it, it makes doing literally almost anything uh, very, very hard to, to, to manage. So, that's where I've been, but during that time, it wasn't like I just did nothing. I still took phone calls. I text messaged back and forth with, with folks. I talked with people in government and in the political world, in the different communities that I'm involved in, and I still did work on the show. I, I thought up content and various things that I wanted to talk to you all about before... I went away on my little sabbatical. I had been talking to you in a couple of the most recent, oldest show, older shows, like episode uh, 83, 183, uh, 184, 185. Around there, I was talking about working on some things that I was really excited about for upcoming podcasts. At the time, I was saying, you know, in the next couple days, weeks, months, we would be doing a couple different things and working on things, and that stuff didn't go away. I've still been working on all of that. I have a couple of things that uh, are in the early stages that I'm working on. I think that are it's going to be great. It's going to be great content, some guests, and some different things that we're going to talk about that I think is going to be good for our cause, and it's 
it, it's going to be a way at doing things and looking at things, and it's going to be kind of a new direction for the podcast, which is going to be good, still dealing with politics, still dealing with what we do here, and it, it really just kind of opens it up on a broader scale, and it's, it's, it's really good. It helps build the platform and hopefully helps build the audience. So I've still been working on all of that. We still have that uh, that we're going to be focusing on. We have things that will be coming down the pike on us. So all of that is still in the works. It's just pushed off a little bit, but it's going to be great, and it's going to change it how, how we do things. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change how we look at government and politics on the local level, on the state level, and the national level. It's going to be fantastic. Of course, we have the midterms uh, coming up, the, the midterm 2022 general election that is getting ready to kick off in just a couple of weeks. Uh, if you guys have been listening for any length of time, you know that I say that the uh, election season for the general fall November elections always kicks off in the last week, week and a half of July. And of course, that's upon us. I cannot believe we are in the back half of summer, but of course, here we are. It happens each and every year. It just kind of sneaks up on us. So we are knocking on the door to kicking off the election season 2022 for the general November fall election, and we're going to have a lot of big things to talk about and to discuss through this election cycle. Of course, we'll be talking about local elections, we'll be talking about state elections, and of course, we will be talking about national elections. While I was gone, it seemed like all hell broke loose. We had a lot of things going on at the national level, at the state level, and at the local level. So it, it, it seems like we're just under a mountain here, but what that does is that gives us a lot of content to be able to talk about that it's not like a quick take on something that just happened today. We have had time to think about things that have happened over the last month, month and a half, and we have had time to learn different sides and to be able to dissect what's been going on so we can talk about things with a more educated mind frame. So I think that's going to be good on some things as well. And I'm just really excited. I know I've been talking here for, uh, you know, about 10, 11 minutes, and I've not really said a whole lot, but a, a lot of this has just been talking about where I've been and being excited and, and trying to keep you guys excited and understand understandably you guys have been like standing around saying hey whoa where, where have you been we've been here but you haven't been so like uh you know what's what's new 
And so that's like my place to come back in and say, well, this is what we're going to be working on. And I know I haven't really said a whole lot. We're going to get into the meat of this episode here in just a second. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you for being here. As always, please share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks we can be found literally everywhere. All they have to do is search for us by name on their favorite podcast platform. That can be Google Podcast or Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, uh, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, wherever they listen to podcasts, wherever they listen to their true crime podcast or their Joe Rogan podcast or whatever other podcast you or they listen to, all they have to do is search for us by name. Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. We will pop right up if they do do that. They can also look for us at the home link. The home link makes it very easy. They can go one place. Then from there, they can jump off to their favorite podcast hosting site, or they can listen to us right there at the home link. Of course, the home link, as always, is perception.fireside.fm. Again, that is perception.fireside.fm. We are there as well as everywhere. And for those of you that listen to this that do not listen or do not contact me on social media, maybe you should start, and that's something that you could think about because there I release written content, I share news articles, and a lot of other material as well as five nights a week or as close to five nights a week as possible. I release live video commentary that I call either live at 8.35 or live at 9.35 because it's either at 8.35 p.m. or 9.35 p.m. There you can find that. I talk about more specific community events and I connect like one-on-one with folks that are watching live. You can watch it live and you can interact with me or you can watch it in repeat mode the next day or whenever. You can watch it a couple times or share it or however you want to do it. You can ask questions directly there and I will respond to you if it's live or I will get back to you if you ask the question after I'm off the air. I do my best to get back to folks and you can do all of that on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. Of course, that's Christopher with a K, K K-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R. Or you can simply go to facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318. And lastly, something new that I haven't said before because I'm just now starting this. And I know it's going to be like, wah, 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 why are you doing this? I've tried putting this off as long as possible. No, it's not Patreon. No, I'm not asking you to give me money. It's TikTok. I have tried avoiding TikTok for as long as possible. But I have a person in my life who has been on my ass about getting on TikTok. You've got to get on TikTok. You've got to get on TikTok. And I, I held out and held out until I realized that you can do live commentary. I, I could do hour-long videos on TikTok. I didn't know that. I thought they were 3-minute, 10-minute, and 15-second videos. But when I realized that I could do live broadcasts on TikTok, I said, okay, I can do this. So I set up a TikTok page and then immediately learned that, nope, you can't do that until you have 1,000 or more followers. 
So I'm asking you, if you have a TikTok account or a TikTok page, please find me on TikTok and follow me because I need 1,000 followers. It doesn't matter how many listeners from the podcast I have. It doesn't matter how many Facebook friends I have or followers on Facebook. I now need to build up my followers on TikTok. And, of course, my name on TikTok is Perception318. So you can find me there. It's Perception318 on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to see how that works. If it works, great. If not, great. But that's another place that you can try to find me. All right, we're going to take a quick break real quick because I have some sponsors that really need me to get their sponsorships out And we need to pay some bills around here. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some new things. And we're going to go from there. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 188th episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. That's right, folks. We are back. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be talking to each and every one of you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be coming right back. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Vital Farms, established in 2007. Vital Farms, where honest food is raised. Vital Farms' mission is to bring ethical food to the table. They do everything they can to improve the lives of people, animals, and the planet through food. Whether it's giving the girls year-round outdoor access, supporting family farmers, enabling you to trace your eggs back to the farm, or debunking misleading animal welfare claims, you can can always trust Vital Farms to be where honest food is raised. Their pasture-raised eggs, butter, and egg bites are delicious, ethical food that you do not have to question. Vital Farms, where honest food is raised. Check them out at vitalfarms.com today. And this episode is brought to you by the National Concealed Carry Association. Check them out at the National Concealed Carry Association.com. The National Concealed Carry Association exists to serve the second amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates offering elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors and providing rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. Check them out at nationalconcealedcarryassociation.com. Do not delay. All right, folks, we are back, and it feels good to be back. It feels good to be talking to you. It it kind of feels strange because this is episode 188, and it's like, man, we are so far into what generally podcasts have because most people, like, cut out after, like, eight or nine, and they don't continue making episodes, so... In the life of a podcast, having 188 episodes is, is is pretty big. We're we're not too far off of having 200 episodes. Like you know, here soon we're going to be hitting 200 episodes, and that that's a big thing. Uh, I'm planning on, have been planning on now for an extended period of time. I have planned on having a pretty big 200th episode. And I don't know exactly how I'm going to do what I'm wanting to do, but but I'm looking at a couple different things, and so we'll we'll see. Either way, it'll be great because it'll be me and you. But the thing is, that's pretty big. But also, 
having this little pause that I've had for the last little bit kind of it feels like starting over and while that's kind of a bad thing in some aspects it's also good in so many aspects because when I think about episode one when I think about episode two episode five I really am cringy when when I think that people go back and and listen to those first 20 episodes I think how horrible they all are and I just I, I think there might have been one or two like episode one third excuse me episode 13 I think that I enjoyed episode 13 I think maybe that or episode 15 might have been good might have been one of my first ones that when I was like yeah I, I, I really like that and and I feel like people will like it and I and the feedback I got from people were uh, you know, was all really good, so I think that was good. But for the most part, you know, when you're starting out, your first couple blah, 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 whatever is not, not very good, and you kind of look back critically on them. And I've always wanted a way to kind of do it all again. And so I kind of think that this episode is that. I'm not starting over with the numbers, and and we're not launching everything again and going to do things that we've already done. But it's a way to kind of reflect, and at the same time, it it gives me a little bit of, of hope, because if you recall... When we started this year, when, when 2022 started, for those of you that have been around for a while, or for those of you that will go back and listen to older episodes and, and whatever, if you're just now joining the Perception is Reality family, I started the year off in a weird place, I I was looking at what was going on around us, and I was I was very despondent and didn't feel a lot of good, but I was hopeful. I was hopeful because we had an election that we were looking at. We had the possibility of having people file to run for office. You know, before the filing deadline ended, I was excited because I thought, well, maybe we're going to get a large grouping of people that's going to file, and we're going to have a lot of good candidates, and I was hopeful for what that would look like. And then the filing period ended, and I was left kind of disappointed because we didn't have a big run on people filing to run for office. It wasn't like everybody and their brother ran out and said, Whoa, we're going to make a change. But the people that did caused me to be hopeful. The people that did file, I was like, Oh, okay, we've got some good people that's signed up to run. And I'm kind of excited right now about these people's chances. We've got some people that are running that I think have a really good shot at not only winning, but becoming a good public servant. And as the election 
droned on and droned on, I I felt good in that excitement, and that excitement built and built and built, and we were hit with things that you know generally happen. the The folks that were supportive of the people that we were against came out and they did their things and they tried their tricks and they said look at the amount of money we can spend and we're going to outspend you and we're going to outlie you you know because the good people don't lie and we said that that's okay do your worst we're going to do our best and hopefully good will overcome and then the election came and in a lot of places we did not come out on top and so a lot of that hope even though things looked weird at the beginning and the early parts of 2022 i still had some kind of hope but really that hope melted away with the 20 22 primary election and I felt depressed I felt despondent I felt like I was a lost person without a party I I didn't feel like I felt like I I I fit it in fit in anywhere I felt like I was a common sense constitutional conservative but the Republicans and the Democrats on the national scene, they both seem like they're absolute crazy dingbats that do not represent anything that I believe in, either the Democrats or the Republicans on the national level. Okay, well, let me retreat to my state party. Well, in the state of Indiana, there are no real Democrats at the state level. There's so few and far between that that they're basically non-existent. We have a Republican supermajority. We have an entire super quadruple, 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 duper, duper Republican majority. Well, they've got to be good, right? Well, as we know, they're all turds for the most part. Everybody sucks. The Republican Party on the state level sucks. So let me retreat to my local party. (laughs) Well, those people all suck. So I was like, a person without a party and... And I said, screw it, I'm going to the Libertarians. And I did that, like, literally right as they were gearing up. Literally right as they were gearing up to do their national convention. And and I don't even have the, the uh, training or ability to understand what the hell occurred at their national convention. The Libertarian Party on the national level is such a joke. It's not a political party. It is a think tank. It's a bunch of nerds and white supremacists and people who are 
lost on the Democrat ticket that, that came together in the middle and said, let's think about things and let's create memes. And they think that that's winning the political battle. It's not. They're not going anywhere. It's a joke. I, I don't know. Now, the Libertarian Party at the state level in Indiana is pretty good. They're a pretty tightly ran organization. They've got hopes. They've got dreams. They have aspirations. And they have candidates that they put forward that do very well. Donald Rainwater, Jeff Maurer. Uh, there are others. Those are just you know the two biggest uh, right now. And, and Donald Rainwater did well in 2020. Jeff Maurer is running for state represent. Excuse me, he's running for Secretary of State right now. So uh, you know he's he's the big name this year. And uh, he's going to do well, and I hope he does well. I hope he wins. I want him to win. I'm going to be pushing him, and I want you to know that name, Jeff Maurer, Secretary of State. He's running against a Republican that is someone who I, the Republicans are crazy about. He wasn't a fan of Holcomb, but he is a fan of Holcomb. Uh, he got fired from the job, but he didn't get fired from the job. It's it's kind of a whole mess. And the Democrat in that race is just unknown and, and is not going to win. So it, it really it's, it can come down between a Republican that if conservative voters were serious, serious with themselves and didn't play into bullshit party politics, they could they could throw their support and their vote behind Jeff Maurer and Jeff Maurer could win. And if Jeff Maurer wins the Secretary of State's race, politics, elections, and all of that will change in the state of Indiana. So I have some hope for that, and the Libertarian Party in the state is helping make that happen along with others. And so that's kind of a cool thing. But... There's not like a local Libertarian Party. I, I mean, I shouldn't say that. Bite my tongue. I know producer Kate's going to kill me because she and her husband run the local Randolph County Libertarian Party. And I, I know that I'm very welcome there, and I'm very much a part of that and, and in their circle. But there's there's nothing at home. There's nothing in Delaware County for me. And, you know, in Delaware County, people just, they're not get organized in that way. Everything is Democrat or Republican, and they're off in their own individual corners trying to plot the takeover of the world because that's just what our political officials do in Delaware County. They're not concerned about being public servants. They're concerned about power. So I felt lost, and I felt like I didn't know where to turn. Well, then I went through the hiatus the last month and a half, and I sat back and I watched all of the craziness unfold. Roe v. Wade uh, uh, going on and everyone losing their mind over that, and it's like we cannot possibly have enough mass shootings like they're like let's have 10 mass shootings a day let's have 30 mass shootings a day no 35 no i can do better than 35 i'll do 45 mass shootings 
like the mass shootings are going insane and everybody's going crazy over guns and gun laws. Of course, in the middle of all of this, July 1st happened and Indiana went to permitless carry. You do not have to have a permit to carry. And that's, in my opinion, good. The law didn't change. It doesn't allow felons to possess guns. You still have to legally be able to buy and possess a gun to carry it. Okay, nothing changed with the law. Just you don't have to get a license and you don't have to pay a fee to be able to utilize a right given to you by God Almighty and protected or supposed to be protected by the government. It's not the government giving us the right. It's we were given that right because we were born Americans. We were born where we are and those rights were given to us by God, and it's the government that's supposed to be protecting those rights from being trampled on. Well, they don't do that very often, and everybody's going crazy over that. Then Roe versus Wade happened, and everyone's talking about protesting, which protesting is great, but they're talking about, like, violence on Supreme Court judges and not allowing them to eat wherever they go. If they go to a restaurant, you're supposed to cause a scene and and uh, stop them from being able to eat, which is just completely insane. We're not having real discussions anymore. Everybody's just going to the furthest extreme, and all of that makes me, like, back away. And, of course... You know, I can see why people don't give a damn. Of course, state government's broken. Our officials don't want to do anything to help us with gas prices. Gas is like five gallon dollars a gallon, and you know, it's you you go to the grocery store and they don't have food down these aisles, and they're talking about having rolling blackouts because of electricity and you're not going to be able to get this food. You can't get baby formula. And it seems like everything is really going crazy. And it's it's like I can understand the people saying enough. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to play anymore. I'm done. But then, then, ladies and gentlemen, something happened in a little old community that I used to live in for right about nine or ten years, Winchester, Indiana, I've talked about it before, something crazy happened there, and it didn't happen to me. It happened to just a regular old citizen, somebody that's not politically active, somebody that's not been fighting the system and and going nuts, someone just out there living life, had an issue. It wasn't even a political issue. It was a situation where, where something bad happened, and this happens all over the country, all over the place, all the time. It's happening right now someplace. This man 
lives with his wife, lives with his kids. His kids come home and say, hey, uh, had a situation today. We were at the pool. We were at the park. We were playing. We were walking down the street. And somebody started bothering us. Now, in this situation, there was an adult, someone over the age of 18, was actually in his early 20s, was bothering a 14-year-old girl. Now, in a lot of situations, I know dads and brothers and uncles and grandpas and lots of people who, in that situation, if you had a 20-something-year-old male that was bothering a 14-year-old female... I know a lot of people that would say, hey, I'm going to not deal with the police. I'm going to go handle that. And this guy probably would have done that. But he was like, you know what? I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to contact the police. And he did. And the police said, okay, we're going to handle it. So the dad did the right thing and thought the law's handling it. It's going to be good. A couple of days went by and nothing happened. Nothing happened. And he contacted the police and he was like, hey, what's going on? And they were like, oh, it's, you know, nothing's going on right now. So he kept asking questions and he wasn't getting answers. And that made him upset. So he did something that a lot of people probably wouldn't think of doing. He didn't take the law into his own hands. He didn't go exact justice, which a lot of people would do. He made a sign. Now, the sign's a little crude, but it is what it is. It simply says, the Winchester police suck ass. Okay? I might have handled it differently. Okay? But that's what he did. And he went and he stood in the police department parking lot down on the main street in in Winchester, and he stood there with that sign. And a police officer saw the sign, saw what he was doing, and was like, wait, why is is this happening? So he started talking to him, and he he told him the story. And the police officer said, well, we can't have that. Let's, Let's get this taken care of. And so they started through the process, and it started getting resolved. And I I applaud that man for doing that. And he thought he was done. Well, lo and behold, a couple days go by, or a period of time, I don't know exactly how long, the kids are in the park doing their thing, doing what kids do, which is what they're supposed to be doing. You know, we want kids to stay out of trouble. These kids are not in trouble. They were minding their own business, doing their own thing. And this adult male, the same adult male in his 20s, starts giving these kids some hell, finds them. What is this adult doing in these park areas, you know, where children play? That's the first question. That's, that's what I want the police to answer. Tell this guy to stay the hell out of the parks. Unless he's there with his children or, or kids, future kids or whatever... You know, it sounds like he's just a troublemaker down here, you know, looking for no good, looking looking for trouble. And, you know, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to find trouble. I, I'm just, 
I can tell you that. But So he's down in the park, and for a second time, he's now blowing shit to these miners. And again, they notify their father, and the dad calls the police, and he's going down there to deal with it. And the police assure him, we're going to take care of it. And the dad's like, no, this is now the second time. I want to know what's happening I, I, you know, I, I want to know what's going on now that this is the second time. I want to know what's going on with that first time. So the dad's like, I'm going to get all of these reports. I'm going to take them to the prosecutor's office. I'm going to do everything that I should do. I'm not leaving it up to the police. And he has a right to do everything that he was talking about doing. He wanted to get the police body cams. He wanted to get their reports. And he wanted to get copies of all of this and handle this. And, and I applaud him. I applaud this man. He, this guy is not somebody who studied, you know, like advanced law and, and he's, he's, you know, he's just out here. Tom Dick Harry, his name's Josh, but he's living his life and trying to do the best he can for himself, his family. He's not hurting anybody. He doesn't want to be hurt. He's not asking for anything. He, he just to be left alone, okay? And when something happens and, and it's not being resolved, he decides to stay step it up and and do what needs to be do done and and I think that that's fantastic I applaud him for that so he goes down to his local city hall okay the story's taking place in Winchester but it could have happened in Muncie it could happen in Albany it could happen in Indianapolis it could happen in New York New York it could happen in in uh, you know Houston Texas this could happen literally anywhere and the citizen goes in and says, I want copies of all of this. And uh, he fills out a request for records, which I applaud him for knowing to do that. A lot of people don't know that you can do that. But he did, and, and he's going through the steps. And they call and tell him that you know his records are ready. Now, one thing that he did was to protect himself when he interacted with all of these people. He would take in a camera, his phone, basically, it was his phone, and he would record the interactions. And they knew he was doing this. And when they called and told him that his records were ready, <coughs> he went to City Hall and he couldn't get in the building. The building was all locked down. It was during office hours. It was during the day, but he couldn't get in. There was a little button there, and he had to press it, and they were like going to buzz him in. And he tried to get in, and they told him he couldn't come in, and they, you know, they didn't want him to come in. The building's locked down. And he's like, "Well, this is a public area. I'm going to come in." They didn't want him in there filming. Then the mayor got involved, and the mayor's trying to hang up signs. Mayor Bob McCoy in Winchester, he's a doofus, is trying to hang signs up all over, saying, "I can shut this building down. You can't be filming in here. This is blah blah blah," which is just ignorant. It's city building. It's paid by tax dollars. It's, it's a building that belongs to this man and to his fellow citizens. Okay? I've never heard of what these people are trying to do. And you can find all of these videos on YouTube if you go to Civic Duty. Okay? I've talked about this in Facebook, and I've had him on my Facebook Live, and I've done in-depth discussions on all of this. But why I'm talking about this again is the, the, I'm telling you what was happening when I was feeling so low and I was feeling all pissed off. And then I witnessed what this guy was doing 
And so it went from a police issue to then his elected officials are trying to act against him. The city council's trying to vote to increase the fees of getting records like he wants body cameras. So they're trying to say he's got to pay $150 per per camera if he wants that. And they're trying to say that he's overusing the record request that he can't come down to City Hall. They want to keep him out because fear trumps the Constitution and they can do that in Winchester, which is just completely asinine. So this guy, this citizen, Josh Kimbrell, Civic Duty, that's his YouTube channel, Civic Duty, he doubles down. He's like, no, I'm going to start researching. He starts reading. He starts looking into the law. And he gets educated, which is something that I preach and preach and preach here. It's what we talk about. And he starts fighting back, sticking it to him. He's going to council meetings. He's standing up. He's speaking. He's asking other citizens to come. He's talking to people. He's taking his camera. And then it kind of turns into, and I know we've talked about these type of people here, it turns into like kind of like an an auditor, a First Amendment auditor or whatever, and, and he's not exactly that. He's not an auditor. He's just a citizen that, that's expecting the government to do the right thing, to make the right decision. You know, we know it's hard for them. They don't ever really like making the right decision. They generally make the wrong decision. They will always make the wrong decision when faced with two choices. You have one answer is the right answer and one answer is the wrong answer. And they will always pick the wrong answer. It never fails. They will never do the right thing. And so he's pushing back against them. And I love it. And he's getting people interested. He's waking up citizens over there just like I did. A lot of you that listen to this show started listening because I was on Facebook way back when, in 2015, 2016, doing the same thing that he's doing. Now you guys follow and you listen here because of that. Well, now he's dealing with this and he's got a lot of you that listen to this, also listen to him, but he's waking up new people and he's also helping out in other communities over there in Union City, which is also in Randolph County. They got some craziness going on and I know that people have asked for him to help. I've got people that's been asking for my help over there as well and we're talking to folks and that has me reinvigorated because I see what's going on in my home community and we've got stuff at the local level. We've got stuff in city, county. We've got stuff at the state level. I see what he's got going on in Winchester and Union City and I'm helping that and he's helping me. And it lets me know that citizens are still out there. They're still hungry for this. And that feeling on top of what I was witnessing before I went on the hiatus, then everything that was going on during the hiatus has has left me with this sense of purpose that I feel like I, I have to get people to understand it is not one size fits all. Politics does not have to be like that. And that's why I feel like 
the whole belief in these party politics, specifically with these people that are at the local level, they, they're trying to be so big, and they, they, they want to say, this is the Republican values, this is the Democrat values, man. They're, they are preaching the wrong ideas. They are trying to preach that you have to be stuck in this mindset and you've got to follow this to b belong. To be one of us, you've got to be with one of us 100% of the time. And it's just like I talk here all the time. Nobody believes everything 100% of the time. You're not going to agree with anybody 100% of the time. You're not going to disagree with anybody 100% of the time. You're not going to hate everybody's idea that you, you don't agree with 100% of the time. It all falls in the middle. So it needs to be more of a pick-and-choose type of a situation. It's not one-size-fits-all. You can be a conservative you can be a Republican that believes in pro-choice. You know? You can be a Democrat that believes in a strong Second Amendment. Okay? You can be a Republican that believes in major gun law reform and and sweeping gun law changes. Now, that's not my type of belief, but just because I don't believe that doesn't mean you can't. And that's what we need to understand. And that is what my new, renewed purpose is. And it's going to be about. And that's what I'm going to use driving forward this return, okay, that's what I'm going to call this show. The return. One size doesn't fit all. And that's what I'm calling this episode because that is my renewed purpose. And that's how I'm going to be looking through the lens at every problem I handle from now on out. I'm going to be really taking a look at my beliefs. I'm going to be reevaluating who I am, what I stand for, and I'm asking you to do the same thing. A while back, I started talking about what I was calling perception principles. Perception principles. And we went through some of them. Now, I don't have the list with me. I'm going to dig it back out. We're going to talk about those, and we're going to start revamping them, and we're going to go through them. And you don't have to buy it the way that I'm selling it, but you ought to go down through there and listen and say, yeah, I believe this. No, I don't believe that. I, I think this is more important than what Chris is saying here. This is my big three values. This is my values. That value is more down at the bottom. And you need to make it fit your life. And then, then my friends, when we have our beliefs in place, then from there we move forward and we change our local government. We make it better. We change our state government. We make it better. We change the national government. We make it better.
But until I've been preaching it all wrong, I've been preaching that we need to change things on the local level. But until we know who we are, and until we have our beliefs locked in, and until we can sit down and say, these are our principles, then we really can't help anything else until we can deal with ourselves first. And that's what we really need to be focusing on. And, and then helping the other people around us and helping those in our community and helping our community and then helping the, the district and then helping our state and then helping our, you know, the, our, our area, our several states, the, the, the region, and then helping the United States and then the world. We've got so many people out there that's trying to solve world problems and they, they can't even mow their own yard. You know, let's take care of our own properties, our own properties, and, and, and fix up our own situations and, and build up. You have to have that bottom floor before you can build the second floor. You know what I mean? So that's what we're going to be focusing on, and that is a passion of mine, and that's really woken me up. And, and, and I'll be honest, it was being off, seeing everything going on, all of that happening when I was feeling hopeless and lost, and then witnessing what Josh had started, and witnessing what was going on, and thinking like, you know, I don't believe everything that he says or how he does this or that, but... I, I love what he's doing, and I can get behind him, and th realizing that like it's not one size fits all. That's what's wrong with these parties and these people that are trying to force you into a box in order for you to be somebody that they want to screw with. I, uh, you know, if you don't want to screw with me, you don't want to help me, you don't want to be a part of what I'm trying to do, that's fine. Go on down the road. I don't need you to, to I don't need you to validate who I am or, or my beliefs or, or what what interests me or what drives me. Neither do I need to validate you. If I don't do it for you, if I if 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 I'm not helping build you up, then you know it's easy to tell me to flip sand the same way I can tell you to go flip sand. And that's what we need to be looking at. And that's what we're going to be focusing on. And we're going we're gonna to do it. I really think that I, it all comes back to something I've been saying since day one, which is we can have better government through our citizen involvement. But before that, we need to be better citizens, and we can be better citizens through our own involvement. We can do it. You can do it. I need you. You need me. We can help each other out. And that's what we're going to be looking at here. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys have been fantastic. Until next time, take care of yourselves. God bless. I will see you back here next week, episode 189, in just six or seven days' time. You guys take care of yourselves. Until next time, remember, 
Stay safe, stay tuned, and stay true. Take care. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is is reality. reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.